the Sly Guy. Hello and welcome to the Sly Guy podcast, the festive Sly Guy podcast, the season of Yule, whoever Yule is, why are people still having children in 2020 and naming them Yule? Because it's a weird name. Only people called Yule I've ever come across have been weirdos or nonces. But welcome to the podcast. How are we all doing? Listen, look, it's Christmas. It's 2020. We're near the end of it. We're nearly through, we're nearly finished with what has arguably been, I mean, I was going to say what has arguably been a a bad year. I mean, arguably, it has been a bad year. Ben, would you agree 2020 hasn't been what you'd say is an ideal year? It's been below average. It's it's definitely been a below average year. But a lot of people across the board have said the one constant, the one positive, the one thing that they're going to take out of 2020 is the fact that this podcast is in their lives. And I listen, if I'm here doing a better job than our politicians are raising spirits. Who am I to complain? You know, who am I to complain? But we're nearly there. It's the festive season. Can't really do anything Christmassy, let's be fair. We try, can't really do what we want to do. We can't get blitzed at the office party and offend people. We can't uh, get cuddles with our uncles. We can't just get all the family together. We can't see your mates that you only see once a year because you're technically not really mates, but you feel obliged to just pretend you're mates by seeing them for a pint once a year with nothing in common in a bar that you've been going to from your about 16 illegally and now you go and meet them and be like, alright mate, how are things? Aye, sweet. How's family? Aye, yeah. How's your family? Yeah, they're, they're there. Nice. You know, so that's it. At least we got to avoid all of that. But we're trying our best. We're trying to make it festive. I'm trying to enjoy Christmas with my, my family as best as we can. Um, had to take the three-year-old for a COVID test on Sunday there because she had a cough thankfully that was negative Um, obviously it wouldn't be Christmas in 2020 without doing Covid tests so I mean that that feels pretty good Um, so yeah we're all all set to go the presents are are wrapped I did that last night over a a, a litre of Bailey's and now to be fair recording the podcast here and this is the first time I've actually recorded it on a morning I think Ben is it here we are, we're recording in the morning today, and I, and I don't feel too great. Ben also has a migraine. He says it's because he gets migraines. I think it's because of Christmas, and he's been boozing. But we're both here anyway, and it's fine, and we're prepared. You know, I've been uh, been trying to you know get into the festive spirit this year in the house, trying to do things with the kids that you would, you know, that are ex- not what you would do, not at all. What I would normally do would be try and just get them tired, put them to bed, and then drink. But... You have to try to get involved with them. And I see a lot of people on, on social media, a lot of people I, I used to classify as friends, people I would have would have considered maybe my my friends until I've seen that they do the act known as Elf on the Shelf. Now, I have only been told in maybe the last year that Elf on the Shelf was a thing. I just thought it was an elf that you put in the shelf as a decoration, as per the title, Elf on the Shelf. I didn't know said Elf on the Shelf was supposed to do activities and like be mischievous and basically teach your kids terrible etiquette and behaviour. Um, so again, I was bullied into doing Elf on the Shelf this year and I said to my wife, she was like, you're no fun, you have to try the Elf on the Shelf. And I was like, oh my God, Christ. I'll do the Elf on the Shelf. I'll give it a rattle. I'll see what happens. So, we did the elf on the shelf. First night, what happened to the elf? Do you want to guess, Ben? Uh, pain on the floor? No, he fell off the mantelpiece and broke his neck and died. 
that's what happened to him on the first night. And when my little three-year-old came down, she found the elf on the shelf with his legs morphed, his arms morphed, his neck cracked. And she was like, oh no, tell me what happened to the elf on the shelf. And I just, you know, was in a dilemma of the circumstance. Did I tell my, my daughter the truth? Did I tell her what happened? Or did I make up some sort of fabled sugar-coated lie? that you give your kids at Christmas Day, do that. And I'd be like, oh no, he's just having a sleep. Now I went, Holly, the elf on the shelf was a bad person. The elf on the shelf tried to break into our house when we were sleeping and caused damage to our home. And said elf on the shelf, in his act of destroying our house, fell off the mantelpiece, landed on the marble front of the mantelpiece and perished. And I said to her, listen, this is what happens if you're a bad person, you die. And I thought to myself, you know what, maybe my hate of the elf on the shelf needs to go full circle. And maybe I need to respect the elf on the shelf because that was a tool that allowed me to give a life lesson to my daughter. I was able to take that stupid little cheap prick and say to her, hey, if you misbehave, there's a chance life's going to kill you. And that's what happened to the elf on the shelf. He broke his neck, arms, legs, everything dead. And the elf on the shelf wasn't to be seen again. Now, my wife tried to say to me, could, I mean, why is she using this word, right? Why is my wife using this word? She goes, could we not regenerate him? I'm like, okay, you, what, what are you, some sort of Star Trek fan now? Regenerate, let me regenerate the elf. Fucking wise up, the elf on the shelf is dead. You can't regenerate people. It's life lessons for kids. Like whenever granny dies, you're not going to say to her, oh, she, we're going to regenerate her. Because that's fake. Once they're dead, they're dead. The elf is dead. We bury him. She was like, well, what way are you going to address that? I said to her, listen, what I'm going to do is we're going to hold a funeral, a 2020-style funeral for the elf on the shelf. So I took the elf on the shelf. I brought my daughter by the hand. I said, there's the elf on the shelf. Put it in a box. Then I went into the garden, set the elf on the shelf on the garden, and I came into the house and looked through the window out at the garden because obviously you can't go near things because 2020. Then I went out and set fire to the elf, and it's gone. And I taught my daughter a lesson in that moment, and I said, listen... If you're bad, you'll end up being burnt in the garden. And here we are. Happy Christmas. And that, that's where we're at. So if any of you parents out there want to do Elf on the Shelf, definitely kill it off very early. I mean, it, it takes a lot of stress out of the planning of an Elf on the Shelf. It takes also a lot of stress out of marriage because my wife was coming up with all these plans for the Elf on the Shelf to destroy DIY work that I had done. So instantly I had beef with this with self. And she was trying to do all this stuff with it, take it down. And I wasn't having it. So then I looked and she had an A4 page of things she was going to have the elf do over the course of the Christmas period. Little did she know that episode number one was, was death. And that's how to deal with it. If you don't want any more elf on the shelf, kill it. Tell your kids it's dead and say it can't come back. And then if you'd be like, oh, could we get a new elf on the shelf? And you'd be like, no, because if the new elf on the shelf comes to the house, it'll bring back memories of the previous elf on the shelf. Who was there, we mate, who died. So we can't do it. But again, I don't know what sort of idiot made up such a stupid tradition where the elf on the shelf tradition came from to me it's obviously this company have made these really shit cheap plastic and fabric dolls that look like shit they look like peter crouch with Oleg Gunnar Solskjaer's face on them a hat probably the same size as the one i've got on with big bonds now and they're shit they tra- they're trashy and the company were like can we just pretend that they're possessed and do stuff at night time and they're like if it'll sell them 
Yes. So now these guys, probably China, because everything's made in China, is being shipped over here. These Chinese guys being like, this is a great idea. They're full of magic, blah, blah. Well, what China should have done is just be honest and put surveillance cameras in the elf on the shelf's eyes and then fed that back to the Chinese government because that's what they want to do anyway. But, you know, wh- where did it originate? Who knows? Do you, do you know? Can you look up, Ben, actually? Do you have internet? Yeah, yeah. Can you look up where the elf on the shelf originated? Who's, what sick freak came up with this idea. Some woman called Carol. I mean, listen, if ever <laughs> there was a name of a person and a gender that would come up with something stupid like this, it's an old, I bet it's an old woman called Carol. She, uh, in Georgia, USA. American, of course. It started in 2004. It was a tradition in her family for her daughters. Mm-hmm. And they wrote a book about it and that's where it went from. Carol wrote a book about it. I, I believe, uh, what's the book called? The Elf on the Shelf, probably? A Christmas Tradition. That's what it's called? A Christmas Tradition? The Elf on the Shelf, A Christmas Tradition. A Christmas Tradition. And, like, did, did this just... Did she then sell the book, or did, did the, the elves be built after her, or what was I, the crack with it? I think it was part of the marketing. And then uh, a few e, like, um, CBS did, like, a 30-minute animation. Uh-huh. Oh, no. Christmas special, and then he just... Grew to the monster that it is. Well, it's definitely one of these things that needs to stop. I think um, if anyone's listening to this and knows Carol, you should kill her as well, like the, the elf. You know, I mean, go to her house, find her, and throw her off a mantelpiece as well. And then use that as an example of creating stupid traditions. Like, if you ever take a step back from Christmas, now I must admit, as much as I love Christmas, why are certain things solely to do with Ben's got a photo. Uh, to be fair, Carl's a wee bit sexy. Like for no, I mean, for Ben, can you put a picture of her up there, please? I mean, this right, Ben. I'm gonna send you a photo. Right, I want you to put this up. This is what my thought what Carl looked like here. Right, so this is it, and um, this is what I thought Carl looked like, and this is what Carl actually looks like. Swing. <laughs> Carl's a, a a milf. Would you say? Is she, does she have any grandkids, Ben? Do you know? She has two granddaughters. Well, she's a gilf then, if you will. But she's very sexy. And I bet she smells expensive perfume after selling all those shitty books. Maybe don't kill Carol. Maybe just get into her house. Bring her over a wee Bailey's. Maybe sit down over a mince pie and try to seduce her because she's very sexy. I mean, can I go put her on my list? Carol. You know, Carol, Nicole Scherzinger and Kelly Brook. Bingo. Which is another thing. Ben, do you have a list? Of like women that you're like, oh, they're my absolute my celeb crushes. Uh, not officially, but no. Nicole, Nicole Scherzer. I like it. What's funny is you said not officially, like there is an unofficial list. This was a funny conversation I had again with my wife. We were sitting watching TV one day and Nicole Scherzinger was on. And I was like, whoa, she is a beauty. And my wife was like, all right, okay. And I was like, you know, she would be in my top five on my list. And my wife went to me, what, what do you do with that list? <laughs> and at that moment, I was like, I don't know. It's it's not an actual hard list that I just keep around like some sort of perv. Oh, mm, I've got this list. Who's on the list? And then I'm looking at it and she's like, okay, you've got Nicole Scherzinger and Kelly Brook on that list. And Carl? Carl? Is it Carl from next door? I'm like, oh no, <laughs> it's not Carl from next door. Legitimately, I have an extra number called Carl. It's Carl from the Elf on the Shelf. And she's like, that's even weirder. But it is. it does bear to say, like a lot of people have a list of like their celebrity crushes or whatever and again it's sort of like um, 
the chat sometimes is be like like you'd say to your wife or your husband you'd be like you know if I ever like my wife really likes Henry Cavill Cavill is that Cavill or Cavill I don't know but she likes him he was Superman and Robbie Williams so there would be her crushes but she hasn't yet put these guys into a tab- tabular format she hasn't worked that out yet and again she's like what are you going to do with this list and I went I, I don't know it's just people I think are really beautiful and she's like well you know what would that be and I'd be like look in the circumstance on the list if opportunity ever arose whereby I was you know allowed to have a hall pass which is where you get to cheat on your partner and it's fine it would be with those guys not not Henry Calfell and Robbie Williams Nicole Scherzinger Kelly Brook and Carol alright but um, she was like do you think and this is how it crushed me it's like do you think if Kelly Brook and Nicole Scherzinger were going to cheat on their partners it'd be with you and I've never felt more crushed in my life because in that instant I went, probably not. They're probably not going to cheat on a disgusting guy who, to be fair, looks like Shrek at the Elf on the Shelf. That's how I look right now. But I don't think maybe Kelly Brook would fancy me or Nicole Scherzinger would fancy me. Now, Carol, on the other hand, I'd have a chance with. I would back myself. I'd say I'd have a chance with Carol, the creator of the Elf on the Shelf. And I mean... You know, I'm trying to think of anything I've created. I was going to say the Garden Claw, but that's basically a lie. You know, that's something that exists on JML, not me. Um, but yeah, so I would have a chance with Carl, and I've I've been sort of um, belittled into into maybe scrumpling my list up and throwing it away because my my wife's like, you're a 34 year old married husband of two girls, and you have a list of women you fancy, you fucking perv. And I was like, oh whoa, and then just as I finished saying that, she went, oh by the way. I probably had Thor on my list too and went, see, it's fine. So Ben Nicole is on your list then, you would say, unofficial. This is the name of the podcast, The List. That's what it's called this week, The List. But um, you would, and anyone else you'd see, you know who would have been on my list as a young boy? Jet from the Gladiators. She was very sexy, you know, very sexy. I thought, you know who else would probably be on my list? And I would think I would stand a chance with Adele. You know why I think I would stand a chance with Adele? Because I look like a sexier version of her ex-husband. Ben, get Adele's ex-husband up there so people can see. Like, look at this guy. Look at him. Then look at me. He is like the ugly version of me. So if you mix him, me, Adele. you know, Again, I don't know why I'm calling Adele out for a date when I'm fully married. But hey, Adele, come on. You can, we can... We can have some sort of like list to marriage. People who are on my list, it can be Nicole, Kelly, Adele, and Carol. <laughs> and I've one more space on the list, so we'll keep way out for that one. I don't know how I ended up getting onto the list from just Carol being sexy. Was it? Was that just? Was that just it? Did I see Carol and think instantly, Schwing, Carol, you've made the list. You know that that is, that is great. And the elf on the shelf, Ben. Do you want to do something? You know what? Since this is a Christmas episode, do you have any uh, like festive um, traditions or anything you can look up there from like around the world and like tell me what they are and see if I can try to figure out what what they may be or what yeah. they may entail? Japan have one. I actually know what Japan's is, and this could be different because Japan are weird dudes. But I think the Japanese tradition, because again, I'm a master of Christmas, KFC. Japan love KFC. I don't know where that originated from, but every Christmas the Japanese go out and instead of... And you know what I think has happened, Ben? I think throughout the past, some sort of Santa merch went to Japan and it was maybe made by the same people, who the Chinese, who made the Elf on the Shelf, got to Japan. They they looked at it and they are like, is it Santa Claus or the Colonel? And they were like, 
I do not know. And they're like, I don't, this is very Berlin, isn't it? And they're like, Santa Claus is the Colonel. And they're like, it's the Colonel. So then they're like, the Christmas tradition must be the Colonel. So then they went to KFC to get the Colonel instead of Santa. Because he is red. He's got a white beard. You know, there we go. Is that where it originated from? Um, yeah, it's marketing. And well, there you go. That's fucked. That, that's fucked Christmas. Marketing. There you go. Why is Santa Claus red? Marketing. He should be green. Any other traditions to see if I, if I'm, if I know these? Austria have one. Okay, that's. I mean, I'm sure there's several. What what what's it called? Or are you able to tell me? And I can try to figure. Uh, basically, it's by Krampus. Oh, Krampus! I know all about Krampus. Krampus. I actually did stand up about him. He's Santa's evil goat helper that beats kids with sticks if they're bad. Correct. Pretty much, yeah. Bingo. Listen, I've got specialist subjects on Mastermind. If I were to go on Mastermind, my specialist subjects would be Christmas traditions from around the world, serial killers, and like these boy bands. So there you have it. Next. Next. Catalonia. Catalonia. They have the, the Yule Log. Is that correct? Yeah, basically. The, yeah. the Yule Log is basically <laughs> this little wood. And it does it do shit? Does it shit? Is it something um, about pooing? Like it does a poo, but it's a chocolate bar and you eat it? They feed it with fruit, nuts and sweets. And on Christmas Eve, the entire family beats the log with sticks and sings a traditional song that translates to... If you don't crap well, we'll beat you with a stick <laughs> into the log. It's streets, all streets. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, you know what's funny? My uncle used to be a fan of Barcelona. Whenever he was alive, God rest him, he's dead now. But he uh, used to get me, it was only me, it was weird, because none of the other family. He used to get me round to his house every Christmas Eve, and he would blindfold me. And he'd be like, there's this tradition in Barcelona and Catalonia where you have this log and you beat it, and you have to, like, feed it nuts and stuff. So, like, albeit the nuts that he had were much, big, like, bigger and softer, and weirdly enough, hairy. We made me I had to grab these nuts and, like, try to shove it into this log. And the log was quite short, but it was quite thick. And it, rather than beat the log, he made me just grab it and, like, do this to it. Did, like, shake the log. And made me shake the log. And he said, if you squeeze the nuts and shake the log, eventually... Catalonian yogurt will come out and it did every time all over my face didn't really taste like yogurt it was a bit gross but that's how, how I knew that tradition do we do one more yep uh, Germany Germany okay what's the, the give us a clue Um, it's put on a Christmas tree put on a Christmas tree it's Germany it's got to be the dildo in the tree pickle in the tree oh the pickle <laughs> That was just the, I mean, no, what, what's better than a dildo? I mean, it's like, so the, what What do they do with the pickles? I don't know this one, well, tell the, me. The legend behind it is uh, it originated in Spain when two young boys were held as prisoners inside a pickle barrel. I mean, listen, what's more festive than kidnap? You know, what makes you feel joyous in the season of Yule than kidnap? And uh, Sid Nick rescued the boys, brought them back to life. Um, with a kiss, no doubt. And now they hang pickles on a Christmas tree. Nice to be like... So they're like, the Germans are like, what you don't want to do is eat pickles in Spain. Don't go to Dave, Uncle Ivor house because he lives in Catalonia and he like, touches your log. Don't do that. Because if you do that and you shake your log and people disturb him, we'll put you in a barrel of pickles. And St. Nicholas will have to come St. Pickles and come and get you. Germans are weird. You know what else they, they like to do at Christmas? Kill people who aren't white with blonde hair. And it's right. <laughs> That's just Christmas, guys. This is fest. <laughs> it's a good time. We're having fun. Ben, how long have we been talking for? This tradition has been great. Just under 20 minutes. Just under 20 minutes of fun and joy. And here, what's better than joking about genocide to lead out of it than to joke about 
my big show in the Ulster Hall. Guys, I just want to say thank you so much to everyone who's bought a ticket. I got word that after the first day, a quarter of the seats were sold on the ground. Wow. That's um, definitely humbled me a bit, and it takes a lot to humble me because I'm the unhumbleable guy. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for that. If you haven't already, listen, this is coming out on Christmas Eve. You can buy tickets as a wee stocking filler. You don't even have to like print them. You can just buy it and... <laughs> you can just buy and print it and fucking a stocking. Or you can buy it and you can write on a bit of paper, Dave Elliott tickets, Ulster Hall, boom, fucking stick it in a... You can stick it in the turkey. I mean, what a treat. You get the turkey, you cut it open, tickets to my Ulster show, Hall show fallout. But yeah, it's doing really well and I'm chuffed with it. So hopefully you guys will come along, see me do my new show called Pillow Talk, which is again, it's it's not Pillow Talk. Can you look up what exactly a definition of Pillow Talk is? Because I don't know. My show's not about what I think it is. I think what Pillow Talk originated is as like the chat you have in bed after sex. Is that correct? An intimate conversation in bed. An intimate conversation in bed. Well, listen... Ben, you know this, I know this. You're married with children. Oh, there's another one. He's got the headphones off here. It's intimate, authentic. Unguarded. Conversation. Conversation. That occurs between two lovers. That occurs between two lovers. I mean, what better way to sell a show? But as you know, Ben, you have you spoken to your wife in bed before? Yeah. Have you ever found since you've been married with children that your conversations follow that path? Or, or is it more often just, what do you have for dinner tomorrow? Yeah, so my show's basically about the, the, the mundane things you, well, that, that you chat about in bed and where that leads to. So I'm excited about this. In my opinion, it's my best show yet. The material I've written has given me a chuckle. I mean, not as much as a chuckle as this podcast has, because I was thinking for a bit, when I started the podcast, me and her had a bit of an argument about Christmas, and I was coming here like a bucking Grinch, fuck's sake, with my wee heart two sizes too small, which if my, me, like the Grinch, had a heart two sizes too small... I would have a heart attack and die. But I wasn't feeling the mood then. Ben came in and he's just cheered me right up with these festive tales, the pickles and the dildo and the dildo German, the German dildo tree. Like, Ben, can you do me a favour? Please, in Google, type German dildo tree and see if there's anything. Now, see if I'm ever in family fortunes or like name, name a Christmas tradition from around the world. I'm going to go, less for the victory, I'm going to say German dildo tree here. Or maybe just dildo tree. Or maybe just German what about, dildo. What about the family that make dildos together? I mean, I mean, is the next line dot 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 stay together? Is that? <laughs> I, it is. I mean, please read 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 me out the article of the family who who make dildos together. That's a YouTube video. Okay. Yep. Family make dildos. Can you put a wee clip? Can you put a clip of this up? Yeah. The the fans the listeners want to see the family who make dildos together. I mean, what what is the name of the family? Do they have a name? Please tell me it's the Harbinsons. <laughs> Thurry? Thurry clan? The Thurry clan? Yeah, they make handmade wooden dildos since 2006. <laughs> I mean, what I want to say about that is it's not a long-running tradition. 2006 is merely 14 years ago. See if you're going to tell me they've been doing it. They've been, where are they based? Of course, obviously. They're based in Germany. See if they've been like, since this family have been handcrafting the dildos since 1707. But no, 2006. They have 72 different designs. Listen, I mean, get those guys signed up to Ferrari to build the next motor, like, because these guys are sleek design. And, and uh, the family are between 18 and 46. I mean, they. 
that's young. And it's handmade. Uh-huh. They make 40 a day. 40 dildos a day by hand. Imagine the sort of carpal tunnel they'll have after a day's work going to the pub. Oh, can you just feed me the drink? Why? Because I've been, I've been like this all day, polishing knobs. <laughs> See, if you go. How many did you make? I only, I only made seven today. Oh, my goodness. You need to up your output for tomorrow. It's coming out to Christmas. And people want handcrafted, varnished, finished dildos, yeah? And do they make them properly shaped like penises? Or are they just like pickles? Because this is what we do if we put a wooden dildo on a tree. I mean, what it looks like is a very stylish bar. Stick that picture up there. It looks like a very stylish nightclub bar. I mean, I've been in bars before where I've gone up and mistakenly thought I could purchase a nice drink and gone up to the barman and be like, hi, can I just have a wee, a, a wee glass of pink gin, please? And he's like, this isn't pink gin. This is a dildo. I'm like, oh, well, can I, is, is there a drink? In no, it's just a dildo. You buy a dildo and stick it up your arson if you want. I'd be like, all right, listen, when in Germany... Do as the Germans do. Get your family. Get get to invest in I and say. Imagine that pitch, right? You're 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 a guy in invest in I. You go in, you sit down. You're like, hello, nice to meet you. What's your name? And listen, since it's Christmas, we'll say the guy's name is Yule. Hi, my name is Yule. Okay, Yule. Um, nice to uh to meet you. Uh, obviously, what you need to do here, it's myself and my colleagues are um ready to listen to your pitch and um, we see on your application here that this is a family business yeah you know it's a family business that we've been working on for the last 14 years since 2006 and uh, oh that's since it's relatively new but is it something your family are really yeah you know as they say if you want to go into business go into the business if you want to love your business Go into the business you love. Oh, right, okay, you love, so whereabouts in Germany are from? Oh, you know, we are from Hanover. You know, Hanover is very popular for buying the, you know, handbags, if they're popular, the handbags. Okay, so you're, you're going to make, no, if you're not making handbags, it's just said that they're popular in Hanover. They're, what we're actually making is something a little bit more closer to home. Okay, closer to your family, something traditional, yeah. And what, what exactly is it? Do you mind? Can we have a guess? Yeah, certainly get some some sweets, sugar-based sweets, you know, fudge. No, but sort of close because we do involve some similar some similar um, tactics when we are packing the ingredients that they do with fudge packing, you know. Um, all right, okay, well, maybe butterscotch. No, you're just totally wrong. It's not sweets. Okay, what 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 is it? You please put us out of our mind. It's dildos. Sorry, you, you'll. I think something got lost in uh, translation. Did Did you say yeah, dildos? Like D I L D O S, dildos. No, over here, dildos mean yeah. You put them in your ass and in your fanny post. Um, okay, and and who's it? Was my mom's? She could not get her hands in on anything for her fanny post in Hanover. All she could get was handbags, which she could only, if she got the, very, if she only got a very very slim handle of the handbag, she could tie it around, she could tie it around her clitoris a little bit and beat it with a table tennis paddle, and that's what it needed for her to get off in Hanover. But since we couldn't have that, I said, Mother, you got to stop tying stuff around your clitoris and beating it with the paddle. What you need to do is make your own dildo. And she was like, no, she was like, I can't make my own dildo. That's not the ingredients. So we've got a very nice oak tree in our backyard. I will go out and I will handcraft your dildo, my mother. And that's where it started. My mother took the dildo. She likes the way I carved it. I made it in the own shape of my own speckle and boom. 
Is that how the business started? And then what they would do in invest in, I would be like, okay, you'll. I think security are there to see you. It's time to time to leave you. Okay, well, listen, thanks for the opportunity. I'll go elsewhere for the money. I'll go to the NI executive because they give money to any old shit nowadays. So if I went to Arlene and said, Arlene, would you like a varnished dildo for moi? She would say, yeah, I'll take it. I will take it. Not only will I take it, I will take it. If you know what I mean. I got a wee bit, bit lost in that, I think. And uh, yeah, so there we have it. Thank you for bringing up the family who make dildos together, Ben. Wait, you're asking about mm-hmm. dildo tree? Dildo. Sorry? Oh, I thought you said it's a man called the dildo tree. I mean, Milan had, a, of course, Milan had a dildo tree. Nice, and could they turn them all on at once? That'd be quite a spectacle. I know because everyone in Milan was like, "Ciao, Bella!" Taking the dildos, popping them in their hand over handbags, and hitting the road, often, often, we Vespas with a cigarette <laughs> and an espresso, and a wee. Bzzz. Uh, what, what way do Italians speak? Hey, an Italian, this is my dildo for me. A happy Merry Christmas. Vzz, vzz. Oh, what did you... <laughs> I don't know why I'm you again. What did you get for Christmas? A nice... Vzz, a nice letter toothbrush? No vibrator. Vzz. <laughs> I mean, people are into sex, aren't they? People are perverts and it's great. We love it. It's Christmas. And hey, speaking of things we love, we love you guys. And if you want to see more of this kind of content... Go over to Patreon. There's a bonus podcast that's out every single week. Ben and I, what are we like? Ben, Ben, can you do me a favour? Put your Christmas elf hat, hat on and get in front of the camera and show people. Listen, I'm not just sitting here at our Christmas special wearing a Santa hat. He's over there with his headphones on and he's wearing his special little Santa's elf hat. Get, get yourself around there. Pop in. Show everybody how I've made you sit. There we go. Keep a social distance. There you go. But there we have it. Listen, he not only looks like an elf, dresses like an elf, he acts like an elf. So we're over, we're planning a new podcast, which is going to be out sort of February time. I've already actually written it, a couple of episodes, Ben, believe it or not. I'm ahead of the game, so we're going to be doing that from February. Until then, we're just going to throw a bit of bonus pop. We're going to put bonus content over there, and the extra podcast we do every week is a bit more kind of stripped strip back not as silly you know people ask questions about kind of the process of doing things writing comedy doing gigs getting works boring shit like that but uh, people like it get over to Patreon check that out it's slagipodcast at patreon.com and also if you haven't already please go onto the Apple podcast and rate and review the podcast <coughs> it really helps you know get us up the charts give Ben and myself the reward we deserve for coming into a room and talking about families who craft dildos together please make it worth our while and that's that's where we're at with that in terms of that listen this podcast is not just brought to you by me and not just brought to you by Benjani our podcast is brought to you by our sponsors first off we have the bespoke number one Mexican restaurant in Northern Ireland that's Bebe Adrianos Mexicanos and Bebe Adrianos provides good quality food using only the freshest local produce and everything is prepared preserved prepared and preserved like the pickles in Germany and cooked from scratch on the premises you've got burritos fajitas boxes box meals specials something for everybody they're both healthy and delicious the choice is there not to mention the podcast especially represents and promotes the dirty cock and cow box which is the special of Bebe Adriano's it's sweet potato fries fries Mexican chicken marinated steak 
peppers, onions, dressed lettuce, sweet corn salsa, tomato salsa, and a choice of sauce. And we here at the podcast recommend smoked paprika. Would you do anything other than that? And listen, with it being Christmas, it's Christmas week. Bebe Adriano's is still providing the delicious Christmas wrap, which is live and exclusive over on the app. If you go over to the App Store or whatever Android App Store you have, get Bebe Adriano's app. You get 10% off and you get the app off your first order. And you can only get the bespoke Christmas wrap on the app. That's turkey, ham, stuffing, chipolata sausages, crispy chicken, sweet potato fries, lettuce, and cranberry mayo served on a 12-inch wrap. Wow, what a treat at Christmas to shove your mouth full of 12 inches of meat. There's nothing better. Um, Also, listen, it's not just me and Ben who love our mouths filled with 12 inches of meat. It's the country as a whole because Bebe Adrianos has been nominated for two awards in January here. They've been put up for Northern Ireland's Best Mexican Establishment at the Northern Ireland Food Awards and the Best Healthy Takeaway at the Northern Ireland Takeaway Awards. And if you haven't already, try Bebe Adrianos. What are you waiting for? Get the app, get 10% off. Or if you want, give them a call on 28 That's 28 Gobble, gobble. And Manscaped also sponsor the podcast. Guys, it's coming up to Christmas. What do you want to do? That's right, take mistletoe, tie it to your groin and get sucked off, sucked off. And you can't get sucked off if you've got a hairy dick and balls, can you guys? No, that's right. You need Manscaped because Manscaped are the masters of balls and the master of pubes and the master of erasing of pubes from balls. And that's what you want. You're looking at the ultimate stocking stuffer this holiday season. Hey, you've probably left it a little bit too late because this is going on Christmas Eve. But who gives a flying fuck? Because Manscaped have all the tools to make you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition, unless you've got a small penis. Um, Manscaped is the only brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming and hygiene products. And um, Listen... I went away to the Galgorm last week and my wife said to me, I'm not touching you, you're disgusting, you make me sick. You know what I did? Went to the bathroom with a lawnmower 3.0, shaved off my pubes and my balls and eyebrows, got a snog. There we have it. As well as the lawnmower 3.0, there's a crop preserver which is a ball deodorant. Listen, speaks to itself. Who likes smelly balls? Nobody. If they do, send them to the gulag. The crop preserver is a ball deodorant. It's delicious. The crop reviver is a ball toner. Like who, have you ever seen, looked at a ball bag and gone, that looks glorious? No, because you've never seen a ball bag that has used the crop reviver. There's crop cleanser, which is a body wash that you can use in other areas than just your balls. You've got crop mop, which your ball wipes. Because again, I think this is a bit of an awkward product. This is one I wouldn't use myself because, I mean, it's a bit a bit awkward if you just whip your balls out and just rub a baby wipe sort of thing on them. So you maybe, maybe not use that. Um... But you've got the shears, which is a luxury four-piece nail kit. You know, you can see my nails are very short. You know, other parts of me that uh, work with Manscaped are also very short, but we'll not talk about that. Um, and let's not forget about the number one trimmer, the Lawnmower 3.0. This trimmer offers a replaceable ceramic blade. If you, like me, drop it on the bathroom floor and damage it, you can get it replaced, which I did. Boop, boop. Um, as well as this, you know this has got the advanced skin safe technology, so you don't snag your bag. You don't nip your tit. I don't know why I refer to my dick as a tit, but that's embarrassing. Um, But also, if you're like some sort of woke warrior and you're worried about the products being vegan and cruelty-free and dye-free and sulfate-free and paraben-free, they are, so don't worry about it. So you can feel like you're saving the world while you're shaving the world. And I mean, yes, are my genitals my world? Yes. They are. And if you want to get 20% off and free shipping, go to manscaped.com and use the code SLYGUY. That's all caps. Manscaped.com. 
code SLYGUY. Also, Manscaped are running a sale at the minute to get 10% off, but that is fucking shit. You don't want 10%, you want 20%. You sly guy, don't be mental. Listen, if it's for your partner, your dad, your brother, your friends, listen, get it for them. I actually got my father-in-law some products from Manscaped, so his balls are nice and soft. Is that pick? Is the noise picking up on the outside here? These fucks outside the studio are, you know what they're doing? They're out putting a pneumatic drill to work because they've just used Manscaped and their dicks are like pneumatic drills. Listen, the final sponsor of the podcast is Old Glory, the original, the champion, the hero, Modest Beer. You already know by now, Modest Beer is an independent brewery crafting small batch beers for discerning drinkers based here locally in Hollywood County Down. Modest are on a journey with one clear goal in mind and that's not to revolutionise the market, it's just to add to it where the product is joyous, responsible, honest and modest. If you want to know more, contact Modest Beer on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram at Modest Beer or visit their website at www.modestbeer.co.uk to find the nearest stockist. Guys, I'm going to fire through listeners' questions because people are out on the week of Christmas doing fucking roadworks. They're down to the Christmas tree getting their vibrators and from all accounts, there is a surge of people getting their vibrators. In fact, maybe that's the noise. Vibrators up arses on Vespas. That's what you get in Hollywood. <laughs> I mean, what, what an experience. Johnny Maxwell says, Hey, Big Daddy, two questions. Why is Santa's sack always full? Because he's got presents for all the boys and girls. Johnny, what do you mean? And seriously, what's your favourite sex position? <laughs> Thanks. My favourite sex position now is... Uh, the Vespa, which is where you go to the dildo Christmas tree, you get yourself a little vibrator, pop it up your ass, and drive home to your family. <laughs> That's my favourite. Um, but Santa's sack will be full up until Christmas Eve, I hope, where he comes into your living room, Johnny, and he empties his bag on your floor. Owen Kelly says, Hey, Dave, I hope I'm not too late. Thanks for your answer last week. I told my boss when in Rome... Do as the Romans do, and she had no idea what I was talking about, so it worked a treat. I'm big into Hurley personally, and was wondering what kind of damage you could do with 34 inches of wood in your hand. Well, I've actually only on one occasion had 34 inches of wood in my hand. You know, they have it. And that was, to be fair, whenever I was uh, on a rugby tour in um, South Africa, and I had two chaps who had 17 inches of wood a piece and actually one at 18 and one at 16 but we'll not, we'll not get awkward about it and let's just say you know the old phrase painted the town red we painted my face white alright but it was a good time and I could do a lot of damage to that but also feel very relaxed afterwards Connor Scullion says Bonjourno David I was unaware that Ambassador Geddes was charging a fee for his 12 pods of Christmas no need for him to rip the arse out of us after the year we've had um, I think the Papa Bear should steal his idea and make them free the Sly Guys would be grateful well I mean no because <laughs> it's too close to Christmas now unfortunately but Collins it's a really good uh, idea. It was a really fun podcast I did with him. Um, so that'll be out. I assume his Patreon. Colin is not the business magnate he is without having to take money from the poor. He's like Robin Hood, except he doesn't take from the rich. He takes from everybody and he keeps it. And that's why he lives on a sprawling estate with guard dogs and guards and five wives and five cars and also his own private vault, just full of gold and general merchandise. 
that's all it has. But listen, the man's earning it, he's coining it, and he deserves it. Um, Michael Kerr said, Hey, sexy, what do you make of the whole McGregor Jake Paul escapade? Who's the sly one? You know what? I enjoy it. I think Jake Paul, everyone's being like, Jake Paul's such a sly bastard making fun of Conor McGregor's wife and all. No one talks more shit than Conor McGregor. And now this little punk YouTube guy's calling him out, offering 50 million. See, anybody could say anything about anyone in my family. If they offer me 50 million, I'd be like, ah, fair play, I'll, I'll dig ahead of you. Maybe get the head dug on me, but for 50 million, I'll take it. So you know what? I'm Jake Paul. I hope Jake Paul beats Conor McGregor. It'd be funny. Um, But yeah, I'd say Sly One's probably Jake Paul too. Um, Jody Short has said, how do you feel about Colin spelling Elliot wrong in the 12 Pods of Christmas promo video? What I'm going to say about that is, he spelled my name right when he put a photo up, wrong in the video, yet he spells Cormac Mac Germage correct and can't spell Elliot right. Fuck's sake, Colin, use your eyes, would you? Um, but yeah, you know, I'll get vengeance in the long grass, you know, long runs the fox, you know, I'll get my, my vengeance on him in this life or the next, so it's fine. Al Drysdale said, um, when are you too old? <laughs> I mean, I feel like the answer is now. When are you too old to play video games? order pizza on a Monday morning for breakfast and book a stripper every other Tuesday afternoon asking for a friend. Well, what I would say is, listen, man, keep living the dream. If you want to um, do that, do that. I wish I could still do that. Unfortunately, I can't anymore and life shit. But, you know, there will come a day where inevitably I'll get divorced and probably if she listens to this week's podcast and it's fine. Um, so you just, you keep living your best life. Be good, it'd be good to see you again, Alan, I miss you. Um, Naomi Mitchell said, have you ever re-gifted or eBayed off a Christmas present you received? I've not eBayed it off yet because I'm, I'm a bit old and behind the times. But what I did do once was know for a fact my sister was getting a Sugar Babe CD for Christmas and then I in turn went out and bought her the same Sugar Babe CD for Christmas, threw the receipt out and I was like, oh, I can't return it. So I just kept the Sugar Babe CD knowing fine well. She's already getting it. Long story short, I bought myself a Sugar Babe CD. Um, Darren Matthews has said, are you sticking with a new team for Christmas? or st- Are you getting a new team for Christmas or sticking with Arsenal? Fuck off, Darren. Um, Tahal Jomar said, do you think uh, we'll avoid relegation? And did you understand Arteta's stat talk yesterday? Tahal, Talal, sorry. I don't understand anything about Arsenal. I hate them. And... I, I just I support Crusaders anyway, so fuck that. Christopher Smith has said, what's the best thing you've seen someone else open for Christmas? <laughs> my jeans, my friend. <laughs> no, the best thing I've seen somebody open for Christmas was... Ooh. I know, probably last year, I got my wife a wee voucher for the Galagorn, but kept it till later on in the day. And she was all like, again, every time I ever get her anything, she's ungrateful as fuck. She's like, you got me really, sh- I thought you were shit, gave me shit presents, blah, blah, blah. Then for our anniversary this year, I got her like a really expensive bottle of champagne in the card. She complained about that. Needless to say, didn't know I had a real romantic setup planned for 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 the evening. Brought her here to the studio, did it all up with lights, made a nice wee cheese board and champagne and shit. Ungrateful bastard. So you know what, I'm going to, can't wait to see this Christmas when COVID's hit, she opens up her presents and realises, guess what, austerity strikes, suck it. Guys, happy Christmas, this has been the Sly Guy Podcast, subscribe to the Patreon, I'll see you next week, will we be in the studio? Probably not because there's a lockdown, but we'll keep on trucking, keep supporting the podcast, look out for each other, serious note at the end of the podcast, if we're going into six week lockdown, look after yourselves. You know, if you're there by yourself or you're feeling lonely, speak to your family, speak to your friends. We're big advocates of mental health in this podcast. We joke, we be silly, 
but look out for yourselves in the description of the podcast I'll put a few wee links if you are feeling a little bit down around Christmas or you're feeling a bit down around the new year know you're not alone there's people out there reach out if you're feeling bad guys happy Christmas I love you Ben happy Christmas I love you Ben do you want to say happy Christmas to the guys and girls happy Christmas this guy's away now to get the last dildo off the tree before they all get taken and souped away on Vespas Merry Christmas I'm the slack guy